You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. All right, Ed, you got to tell me, are you panicked? I'm panicked. No, I'm not panicked. It's the beginning of Don't the year. Panic. What the hell is going on? Look, I'm going to tell you something right now. If you have a Twitter account and you're on White Sox Twitter, stay off of White Sox Twitter. And if you don't have a Twitter account, stay off of Twitter just completely because it's a mess, let alone the White Sox stuff. The reactions, the visceral reactions to every single pitch and every single game as this thing starts off are bordering on insane right now. And I don't know whether or not that's a true measure of how Sox fans are really reacting. And look, uh, the Sox in the Basement account has at times said some things too over the first week. Like, wow, that ain't good. Like, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it was it was on national list, best bullpen in baseball. Sure didn't look like it against the Angels. Little ugly out in Anaheim, right? <laughs> little, little ugly out there beyond Garrett Crochet and Michael Kopech, but... right. And Jose Ruiz, oddly enough. You know, you can question, it's valid to question what Tony La Russa did at the end of that series in Anaheim. The idea yes. that the guy that you spent so much money on, the guy that you spent enough money on in the offseason, that your owner's strict budget did not allow for other pieces that may have been need pieces because you spent so much money on Liam Hendricks. If he doesn't see the field in a game that is tied that is close, and you get walked off on, that is a waste of resources, and your manager should be questioned every single time. This idea that he only comes in 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 save situations, absurd. I don't want to see that anymore this year. No, that was a mistake, and I I guess I... I could see a little bit about what he was trying to do. If he can get through the... You know, if he can get through and get them the lead... Then he can bring in Hendricks to take care of the tenth. But yeah, it's put put Hendricks in the ninth. Just have him have him go another couple of innings. It's fine. I think Tony's trying to feel out the bullpen. He's trying to see what he has, who he can use in certain situations. That's going to take some time. They didn't pitch well in Anaheim. They certainly did not catch the ball well in Anaheim. Uh, that though, I think, is something too that is just. It'll it'll sort itself out. I don't expect Luis Robert to have balls hit him in the head very often this year. I mean, maybe it was an homage to Eloy Jimenez. Maybe they were just you know paying respects to their allegedly long lost friend. Their way of paying homage to Eloy was for everybody in the outfield to play terrible defense, for Adam Eaton to not be able to feel the fly ball. Uh, for for Luis Robert to let one go off of his head. Like, all defensive miscues were really actually a tribute to their fallen left fielder, who is nothing but a defensive miscue over and over again. Maybe that was the reason. Then Andrew Vaughn goes out, makes a great play the other night, where he goes up against the wall and makes a catch. And let me tell you something, I don't think he's necessarily doing the wrong thing by not having Vaughn in the lineup every night to start, because he's trying to take a guy who didn't get a ton of at-bats in the minor leagues, and... He, he, I think he's trying to ease him in, but there's part of me. It's like, forget this easing him in. It is what it is. You as a team rolled the dice and didn't go out and get another bat to be the DH because you were assuming 
that Andrew Vaughn would be ready for the start of the season. If Jimenez doesn't get injured, that was going to be your DH. He was supposed to be your everyday guy. So I want to see him in the lineup. I want to see him in the lineup six out of every seven days because that was the plan that you you sold me on. If the idea was he needed to be eased in, then you should have gone out and gotten another bat in the offseason because he needed to be eased in. Should have found somebody on a one-year deal, should have paid the money for it. Uh, otherwise, he should be out there more often than not. And it's been kind of spotty when he's in the lineup and when he's not. That's concerning to me, and I hope that changes very soon. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen way too much of Billy Hamilton to start the, ser- the, the season off here. Billy Hamilton is great as the 26th man on this team because he is speed, he is outfield defense, he is a veteran, he's a guy that if they need him to come in and pinch hit and throw up a sacrifice bunt, for example, I'd rather have Billy Hamilton up there than Andrew Vaughn. But that's a bad example because I'd rather just have Andrew Vaughn hitting in that situation if that's what he's supposed to be good at. I like Billy Hamilton being in addition to the team, but I don't like the idea that Billy Hamilton is basically a starting outfielder now because you're worried about Andrew Vaughn being in the lineup on a daily basis, either because of his left field defense, which we don't have much of a measure on other than what we've seen so far has been adequate to, okay, good. Uh, The other part of it is, is that, if they're just stringing this along because Adam Engel's going to come in and take over in left field once he's healthy, that's fine too. But the whole thing with your mean Mercedes is an accident because of Aloy Jimenez getting hurt. You're right. Andrew Vaughn was the plan. I want to see Andrew Vaughn in the lineup and I want to see him hit his way into the lineup again and just give him an opportunity. If he goes 0 for 43, yeah, I guess at some point you got to pull the string on him, but I don't think he's going to do that, first of all. And also, I just I want to know that this guy is what we were sold on because otherwise, that lack of a bat, the lack of depth that this team has is going to absolutely kill them throughout the season. You know, the, you, you touch on something great, and we're going to be talking very shortly here with Devin DeYoung, who is with White Sox Player Development and also, I believe, is going to be the hitting coach down in the Arizona League. Uh, with the rookies this year, and he's down right now at Camelback Ranch working with these young players now that they've finally gotten a report, and they're finally getting to play with each other because of the restrictions last year. So uh, I, I'm expecting some interesting details. I saw him tweet something last night uh, right after we had recorded the interview because while he was talking with me, he got really excited about a few things, and you're, you're going to find this interview very interesting when he joins us here in just a few moments. Remember, this is all brought to you by Family Waterproofing Solutions, Socks in the Basement. Those are our proud sponsors. If you mention us when you call them, they give you a discount, and the phone number is sitting right there on the logo for Socks in the Basement, along with the website, famws.com. And most podcast players, you can actually click on their name in the show notes, and it will take you directly to that page. And they will handle all of your foundational issues, whether or not you have any seepage, water coming in, you name it, they take care of it, protect your basement before something terrible happens. And then instead of calling them and getting a great price and working with somebody that's going to make sure that your valuables get protected, now you're replacing all those valuables. Don't do that. Family waterproofing solutions. All right. Before we get to Devin DeYoung, I also want to examine something i'm just i'm wondering if you'll play a game with me ed i i, I know i know you like to win so i'll go easy on you <laughs> no 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 no. in reality you will be playing for you i'm gonna ask the question and i'm just gonna see what you think is the answer ah okay we're going to play this week what did major league baseball screw up the most 
want you to tell me what you think was the biggest screw-up that they did over the past week. We'll start with something easy, and it has to do with the Texas Rangers and also the Washington Nationals. For the second straight season, the Washington Nationals were delayed because a bunch of them tested positive for COVID. Like, the first time it happened, maybe they would have learned as a franchise not to let that happen a second time. Major League Baseball has kind of dropped the ball on making sure all of their players had vaccines. We talked about this a couple of months ago, like, they're going to figure this out. These are This is a multi-billion dollar business. You would protect your business here and find vaccinations for everybody. Some teams have them, some don't. Turns out it's up to the teams and the White Sox better not screw this up. Go get your team vaccinated, make it available to them. But back to the Nationals, what a mess. Looking at all the protocols that MLB has in place, they're still trying to be as safe as possible. And yet with all these restrictions, there was a full crowd in Texas for opening day, maskless. There was 40,000 people standing around two of your ball clubs, breathing on them in unison. So what is your policy? Well, I, I think the problem is, is you're drawing a, a correlation between two things that are really not equally controlled by MLB. I, I think Major League Baseball is and has been hands-off with how teams are going to run their stadiums, run their attendance, run their promotions, things like that, which maybe is not a good idea for Major League Baseball during a pandemic. But, you know, if, if Texas says it's okay and, you know, the New York headquarters of Major League Baseball says it's not okay, I don't know who wins that battle, to be honest with you, as far as the Rangers and, and letting all the fans in. Um, I do think that there were probably too many Nationals players allowed to go to a Texas Rangers game. That that caused some problems, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know if that's they how this happened. They weren't in attendance but, at the uh, game. That isn't how that happened. Okay. Well, well <laughs> then I, I think what, what Major League Baseball has to do with the Nationals is grab somebody and just smack them around. Let's get to the second thing. Maybe this one will be the winner of the biggest screw-up of the week for Major League Baseball, and that is what happened with the Reds and Nick Castellanos. Now, I don't know if you saw this, but he got hit by a pitch a day, I believe, after he had pimped a home run, which, by the way, Major League Baseball has encouraged its players to do. Right, yeah, and he didn't pimp it that badly, frankly. It was it was a good pimping. And I've seen plenty of home run pimping going on this week, and I love it. I love it when T.A. does it. I love it. I saw Yasmani Grandal crush one the other night, and he knew it, and he pimped it, and my son sitting next to me goes, wow, that was a great bat flip. Like, that was a man bat flip. Like, the kids love it, and Major League Baseball, whether you agree with it or not, has encouraged it. So now he gets hit by a pitch, which he believes that's the reason. He doesn't charge the mound. He takes his base. And then he finds his way around, and he scores on a play at the plate where the pitcher that hit him is trying to beat the throw coming from the catcher behind the backstop on a wild pitch before Castellanos can get home. And he makes this great play and collides with a guy who just plunked him and gets up and flexes. He just gives him the old Hulk Hogan treatment, the old Lex Luger flex, you know? The bench is clear. He actually keeps his arms behind his back the entire time and initiates no contact with anybody. And for doing what Major League Baseball has encouraged its players to do, he's suspended for two games. Meanwhile, Yadier Molina, who actually makes physical contact and initiates the fight. Right! Nothing. Nothing. Which one do you think was the dumbest thing that they did? Well, it, it's it's the Castellanos thing. <laughs> Socks in the basement listeners, do the hard work. 
And if you're a hardworking man or woman on the South Side, you need to be outfitted properly. And that's why you should visit Red Wing Shoes in Evergreen Park, New Lenox, and Geneva. A work boots specialty store that carries sizes from 6 to 16 and feet as wide as 4E. A 115-year-old company that came out of Red Wing, Minnesota, and one of its largest stores in the entire Midwest is in Evergreen Park, Illinois, ever since 1976. When you're on your feet, the footwear is everything. So why not get an expert fitting? They warranty, repair, and offer free conditioning with laces. And they also carry Carhartt work clothing as well. Located at 3347 West 95th Street in Evergreen Park, Illinois, at 208 East Maple Street on Route 30 in New Lenox, or at 1749 South Randall Road in Geneva. Visit them today. You work hard. You've earned it. Red Wing Shoes. Joining me on the phone line right now here, and th this is kind of a fun treat. We've talked with Devin DeYoung before. Uh, he is with White Sox Player Development. When he got hired... Then a pandemic broke out and we were talking to him about everything that was going on with, with like, you know, working with young players. It wasn't exactly, I think how he planned it to go, but now in Arizona, I can hear him flying down some desert road in the background there as he's heading back from Camelback Ranch to his hotel. He's just finished a day of working out with minor leaguers, minor league camp is going on. How are you, Devin? I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thank you. Uh, you have been with several different organizations. The closest one to our location is the Windy City Thunderbolts. How how much are you missing Thursday night wrestling right now at Windy City Thunderbolts games in Crestwood? Uh, you know, in the AZL, not many people come down, uh, come to the games, but uh, uh, it, that kind of makes me miss like all sorts of characters coming onto onto the concourse and throwing each other around after after a Thursday battle. Strangely, an old wrestler from like the late 90s who was like a superstar comes walking in with a beer gut and says hi to you before he goes and wrestles. Oh, yeah, man. But like I met Booker T one time and uh, his hands are like enormous. I was like, oh, my God, he he's going to crush me. <laughs> All right, so listen, you 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 finally get to go do this camp. It's been a long time coming. What did it feel like to get out there? What's it like to see a lot of these players, some of which really got denied an entire season last year? How are they feeling? How are you feeling? To be honest with you, it's like minor league camp right now is like a bunch of caged animals. Guys are, everybody is bigger and stronger. For the first time ever, they've had... Uh, over a year to just train and you know all the guys that we're like yeah you need to gain a little weight they gained it uh you need to get some strength so right now we're like we are just banging the ball around the yard it's, it's incredible every every backfield it, we're we're losing baseball it's awesome that's that's really cool to hear, especially because the White Sox need some hits right now. Yeah, they might be ringing a phone down there saying, "Who's ready?" If uh, if uh, the slow start continues, I don't think it will. I think they got one hell of a team, but I mean, like, it's good to hear that these guys are are ready to go down there in minor league camp. Oh yeah, it's 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 an exciting group, but I I think I think Yerman Mercedes is doing enough for the entire team, so he's he's doing okay. How how much fun was it to watch that? In, in, in his first week up oh. in the majors, when I wasn't even sure if he was going to make the team. I mean, Aloy Jimenez getting injured, 
is maybe possibly the only way he makes it on that 26-man roster because he wasn't really being considered by most people we talked to as a guy who was going to show up. And then it was like, well, they need an extra bat. Let's go with Yerming. And he just sits down there in AAA and bashes baseballs. I mean, of course he's going to hit when he gets yeah. up to the next level, right? You know, I, I believe he's a, a very elite level. He's a top-tier big leaguer uh, offensively. I think I, I think he, his skill set, his, his mentality, his execution is just it, as good as it gets. It's tough when you have a bunch of superstars on your big league roster, you know. Um, but he's... He's incredible. He's he's so fun to watch, and uh, his personality is just electric, too. The guy's awesome. Is he the kind of guy that when you're working with younger players who might sit there and say, well, yeah, I mean, I could do whatever I want to here, but the White Sox have their plan, and they have these young guys, and how am I going to break onto the Major League roster? Is he the kind of guy that you point to and say, if you, if you do it like that, they'll find room for you? Uh, our, our approach is uh, individualized, so... You know, if you kind of are fitting our ideals, uh, we kind of let you be, and then we're, we're not going to say, hey, hey, Yerm, we're going to need you to stop hitting baseball so hard. So um, uh, you just try to give all these guys as many resources as you can in order to to execute their, their plan and their job, and, and we're just – we're not uh, making them making them better players. We're just providing them resources. Uh you know, and then uh, then there's some autonomy within uh, within our relationships. Who right now that you're getting around and that you're watching in the early days of uh, of minor league camp, uh, young players that you know maybe a year or two or three away. Who are you most excited to work with that you you would just love to just kind of sit down and just kind of see what they can do and see what you can do to help them right now? You know, right now I'll tell you what it, everybody's. Everybody's taking BP rounds that look pretty big league right now. Um, it's like I, I've never seen anything like it. Um, I mean, we got we got so many young guys that are really impressive. Uh, it's it's really hard to single out one like this. Uh, I I think I think this COVID year might possibly have been the best. So sorry about that. That's okay. Um, that guy is super cool, and he wants to make sure we know it. He's awesome. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's there. The, the the whole organization is really impressive right now. There's some there's some big guys like you know DJ DJ is putting on an absolute show in batting practice right now. Um, but you know we're still early days so far, so we're excited to see how batting practice looks after we play some games. You started to say something there. I want to go back to before the uh, the car was uh, was revving behind you. About about COVID, I, and I think what you were gonna say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm starting to get the feeling talking to you that the year off because they weren't focusing on playing games every day. You've got an awful lot of guys that did the other things that are maybe harder to get guys to do. You know, gain weight, lose weight, build muscle, work on these little things. When they had to focus on that. We might see a few players that are in the organization take a big jump where they might not have if not for the year off for COVID. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, just talking to Goldie, our, our, uh, our performance coordinator, he's, he's really impressed with where guys are at. Like guys have 
I don't know how, how we did it with so much distance, uh, but, you know, I credit the players for, for executing their plans and, like, just getting after it. I think everybody was just chomping at the bit so hard and bored at the same time that they just couldn't help but get better. It's an incredible thing to see. Everybody that needed a cut weight, cut weight. Everybody that needed a gain weight, gain weight. And our batted ball looks really impressive right now. We're talking with Devin DeYoung. He's with White Sox Player Development. He's down in Arizona. And and I want to ask you about a guy that we talked about, I think, the last time we spoke on Sox in the Basement. We talked a little bit about Adam Engel. And it was only because you brought up, here's a guy who's just a student, who just wants to get better. And then you see the Aloy Jimenez injury and a lot of people are trying to figure out what's the long-term solution in left field. And I'm not going to ask you to tell me who you think the White Sox should have out in left field every day. What I want to know is, do you think, looking at his last couple of years and knowing what you know about Adam, that that guy can hold it down this year if they call upon him? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know but if all things work out, he's you know he's healthy and, and playing in, in the lineup, uh, and he's, he's banging the ball around. You know, it's just... Uh, he, you know, getting healthy is number one. But I, I think whoever Tony puts out there is is probably the right call in, in that specific moment. Uh, Tony LaRusso is, is a brilliant, brilliant mind. Like, it's, it's fun to just sit there and listen to him because every two seconds, a uh, gold nugget pops out. So <laughs> it's pretty impressive. <laughs> Well, I, I would imagine it's fun to just sit around and listen to him talk baseball and talk about the game and kind yeah. of describe things that he sees. And he probably sees stuff that most people don't. But And then he's probably also able to compare like every player to some guy in the 80s he used to see. I'm sure that comes up every yeah. once in a while, too. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Devin, what's your plan now before I let you go? Like, what what are you doing over the next month, and then are you? What are you doing during the season? Do you know what their plan is for you in terms of where you're going, what you'll be working on, who you'll be working with, and where it will be? Yeah, I'm. I'm going to be the uh, Arizona League hitting coach uh, in, in rookie ball and uh, utilizing our our tech lab as as much as possible uh, with our young guys, and uh, hopefully, I can do that role some justice for for the organization, but. Um, you know, the, the plan is just flat out help players. That's it. Uh, give them every resource I possibly can, and hopefully they like me. But <laughs> uh, I'll, try, I'll try my best to be a resource for them. And uh, I think uh, we, I think we got a pretty special group down there. I mean, we seem to be pretty loaded uh, on, at all levels right now. It's, it's pretty exciting. Well, I hope they like you down there, and I hope it goes well because – I think every baseball fan knows that the first person that gets blamed is the hitting coach. Like somehow you have something to do with what they do on a three, two count. I mean, it's, it's maybe the most unfair position to be in as a coach is being the hitting coach of any organization because like the me- when the team goes into a slump, somehow it's your fault. And when the team is hitting and everybody forgets your name, like, so good, good luck with that. That's okay. That's okay. I'll take the blame, hundred percent, because this is a uh, this is a a dream job, and uh, I'll 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 take scrutiny to to live my dream. So I'm okay with it. That's awesome, Devin DeYoung. He's uh, going to be the hitting coach down in the Arizona League. He's a Chicago White Sox player development guy. He has been all over the place. Like I said, 
Uh, used to be out at the Windy City Thunderbolts games in Crestwood, and he's living the dream down there in Arizona. And I appreciate you checking in with us and, and definitely go out. I'm sure it's beautiful here in Chicago, so I can imagine it's like 10 times better in Arizona. And I'm sure there's a cold one with your name on it, so I'm going to let you go. You, got, you have a great night. Real quick, I'm going to say, uh, if you'll let me, uh, I just want to say hi to my daughter, Ella Ray. I love you. Well, hello, Ella Ray. That's, that's your dad, right? I mean, you know what? I never remember my kids. Your father remembered you. <laughs> that's a good dad right there. Like, I never I never yeah. remember my kids. I'm on this show all the time. You're in St. John, Indiana, right? So she's nearby Chicago? Yeah. So uh, I'm going to take this opportunity to, to, um, to give a shout out to all the Division One softball coaches. My, my daughter hit a, hit a ball 138 feet today. Uh, She's eight, so. <laughs> but I, I know I know how they go about recruiting. I know they they like to recruit young. So <laughs> you got to work on those scholarships so, early, Devin. You got to work on them early. Now I have evidence that I tried. So. <laughs> That's Devin DeYoung. He's with the White Sox. Thanks a lot, buddy. Thank you. A lot of you might not know this, but Socks in the Basement is just one of many shows that are part of the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. I'm on some of them. Some of them I actually just produce for people. One guy who came to me recently and said he wanted to do his own podcast is Butch Zemar. Now, Butch does insurance. Right away, you're like, oh my gosh, that's boring. Listen, what he does is he finds insurance plans for companies, big and small, I sit here and listen as he does his little thing each and every week on the ZMAR podcast, and I have learned a ridiculous amount about insurance. Like, basically, I haven't been using my insurance correctly. I haven't been picking my plans correctly. My bosses have never given me the right kinds of plans. Every single thing I've ever read or heard about health insurance is, like, wrong. Open enrollment's at the end of the year, but you really want to get started now. So if you're a CFO, HR professional, or owner of a company, and you're tired of the typical health insurance premium increases each year, now is the time to reach out to Butch Zemar at Elite Benefits of America. He operates right here in Chicago. He's a big White Sox fan, and he's going to take care of you and your employees. Hit him up on his email, butch at elitebenefits.net, or visit elitebenefits.net on the World Wide Web. When was the last time anybody called it that? (laughs) So if you missed it in that interview with Devin DeYoung, one of the guys that he was raving about and how he looked, he referred to as DJ. That is DJ Gladney, who is rated in the top 30 prospects in the White Sox, who's a very young, currently listed third baseman that he loved. And Ed, I want to tell you the other thing that really stands out. And I wonder if it's different for the White Sox. Like, everybody's going to be like, oh, it's like that for all these players because they were at these alternate training facilities and they didn't get to play games. So they bulked up and they lost the weight they needed to lose or they gained the weight they they needed to lose. You have to remember, we had Devin on last year at the height of the pandemic, and he was telling us the White Sox were doing a very different system with their players that were unable to be at the alternate site and unable to get together with a team than a lot of Major League Baseball was doing. The White Sox came up with their own way of working with their players at home, and he raved about it because he was in the middle of the whole thing. And now we find out we've basically made a bunch of super soldiers a la, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, a la your your Captain America, your Marvel references there, because (laughs) they're all at the perfect weight. 
They're all hitting the crap out of the ball. They're 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 ready to go right now, and the White Sox might have some prospects that either floundered down there or that you didn't know if they were going to develop that are now you're this year you might hear about certain names going that guy is taking a huge leap after I listen to what Devin DeYoung said I'm kind of pumped about that well and that's you know how how do you sustain success is being really good not just at identifying talent but being able to cultivate it and when they talk about cultivating talent and and getting these guys better because you take a bunch of raw baseball players anyone they draft is going to have talent but that's that's a beautiful situation because that is something where you sit there and you go, yes, that is what we need to hear. We need to see that the White Sox are doing stuff like that and taking the time to think about how to develop players. And, you know, I'm incredibly pumped for something like that because one of the things that we've been talking about is, is a depth issue at the top of the, the minor leagues, and it may not help them this year. But if you're thinking about 2022 and what's going to happen and what's going to happen with contracts for some of the guys that we're counting on right now and in the in the championship window, so to speak, uh, that depth, the guys that they're working on right now, that's who next year, the year after, those are the guys that we're looking at going, yeah, that guy's going to step in and he's going to take over this position and he's going to do what we need him to do. That's got to give you a lot of hope. Remember, the next time that Ed and I join you, it will be live on Saturday. So instead of waking up and having a show ready for you on Saturday morning from Socks in the Basement, you will have to wait until 11 a.m. where we will be live on the Podbean app. You can get that app for free and listen live uh, at SocksInTheBasement.com. It's very easy to use. It's available on all your different types of devices. Or you can just wait for the on-demand version that will come out after we're done with the live broadcast. The live broadcast will be at 33rd and Princeton at Cork and Cary at the park for game two of a three-game set opening weekend for the White Sox against the Kansas City Royals, a who's who of folks that cover the White Sox coming and joining us over at Cork and Carey at the park. You never know with how a day goes, but we're expecting to see Scott Merkin, Jordan Lazowski, uh, Matt Sawaski from Pinwheels and Ivy Pod is going to be there, hoping to have James Fox stop by and a few other folks. I think we're going to be one awaiting with at least one member of the 108, if not all three. So it should be a great time, great food, indoor and outdoor seating at Cork and Carey at the park. Come on over, have a beer, get ready for the game with us. And if you're not going to the game, don't worry, we're hanging out during the game and watching it with you on one of their many flat screen TVs. We'll knock back a few brews, we'll have a couple of burgers, and we'll see the White Sox beat the tar out of Kansas City. Sound good, Ed? I like it. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.